To kick off this week's episode, I'm going to tell you the story of Serena Williams and her father's unique approach to failure. In the journey of cultivating a growth mindset, this story of Serena Williams, one of the greatest tennis players of all time, and her father, Richard Williams, stands out as a powerful testament to embracing failure as a stepping stone to success. Richard Williams, a man with a vision for his daughters, understood that the path to greatness was not paved with constant wins, but often through the lens and the lessons learned in failure. He adopted a unique approach with Serena and her sister Venus. Every day at dinner, he would ask them what they failed at that day. This wasn't to discourage them. It wasn't to try and frame things in a negative light, but it was instead a method meant to change their perspective on failure. When Serena or Venus shared their failures, Richard would celebrate them. He saw each failure not as a defeat, but as an opportunity for learning and for growth. This practice ingrained in Serena a mindset that failure was not something to fear or avoid, but a necessary part of the journey to excellence. It taught her resilience. It encouraged her to take risks and it helped her navigate the pressures of professional tennis with confidence and grace. This approach is a quintessential example of fostering a growth mindset, the belief that skills and intelligence can be developed through dedication and hard work. In the context of ballet, this story resonates deeply. Ballet, much like tennis, is an art form that demands perfection, but is also rife with challenges and setbacks. By taking measures similar to Richard Williams' philosophy and his practice, ballet teachers can encourage their students to embrace their missteps and to learn from them, celebrating small failures as progress, helping students to understand that mastering ballet is a continuous process where each fall each misstep and each imperfect turn contributes to their overall growth, skill, and development. In essence, the story of Serena Williams and her father's dinner table ritual underscores a powerful message. Embrace failure, for it is a critical ingredient in the recipe for success. It's a lesson that transcends sports and it is vital for anyone, especially ballet dancers, who aspire to reach great heights in their endeavors. Welcome to Ballet Class Revolution, the space where we explore the art and heart of ballet. I'm your host, Heather, and today we're tackling a topic that has the power to transform your teaching and your students' learning, cultivating a growth mindset in ballet. It's about shifting our approach from simply executing steps to developing as artists and educators. We'll unravel how this mindset can revolutionize both teaching and learning in ballet. So let's leap right in. Let's start at the beginning. What exactly is a growth mindset? In today's podcast, we're delving into the fascinating world of growth mindset, a concept introduced by psychologist Carol Dweck that has revolutionized our approach to learning and to personal development. At its core, a growth mindset is the belief that our abilities and intelligence can be developed through hard work and perseverance. Standing in contrast to a fixed mindset, 
where abilities are seen as static or unchangeable, essentially just what you're born with. Dweck's groundbreaking research began with observing students' attitudes towards failure. She found that while some were resilient, others were easily demoralized by setbacks. This observation led to the distinction between fixed and growth mindsets and culminated in her influential book, Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. What's truly compelling about a growth mindset is how it's supported by neuroscience, particularly the concept of neuroplasticity, which shows that our brains are malleable. Engaging in new learning experiences and skills can physically alter our brains, forming and strengthening neural connections. This neural growth is a testament to the brain's adaptability, underpinning the principle that effort can lead to mastery. Moreover, our brain's responses to challenges, particularly the release of dopamine, a neurotransmitter linked to motivation and learning, further reinforces how a growth mindset can enhance our learning experience. In educational settings, embracing a growth mindset can increase student engagement and achievement. It transcends academics, influencing personal relationships, career trajectories, and it is key to just building any kind of resilience in the face of challenge in your life. The implications of Dweck's research are profound, teaching us that we can truly expand our abilities and intelligence through dedication, a willingness to face challenges, and again, that resilience in the face of setbacks. This insight doesn't just align with modern neuroscience, it offers transformative, actionable strategies for fostering a lifetime of learning and self-improvement. Now we're going to work on understanding what a growth mindset really means in the context of ballet. It's about believing that abilities can be developed through dedication and effort. This concept, introduced by psychologist Carol Dweck, again, challenges the traditional notion in ballet that talent is something you're born with. It opens up a world of possibilities where effort and perseverance are just as important as your natural ability. In ballet, this means viewing talent not as a fixed trait, but as something that can blossom with effort. Imagine the possibilities when dancers believe they can improve with practice versus believing they must rely on their natural ability to be great. Often in ballet, there's a tendency towards this fixed mindset, this belief that talent is innate or immutable. But think about it. How many times have you seen a dancer transform with persistence in their attitude and in their approach to the classroom and their corrections? It's this shift from, I can't do this, to I can't do this yet. That word yet is very powerful in the world of growth mindset. When you think of ballet, often my experiences at least would lend me to listening to dancers talk about what they perceived as just having been, you know, natural innate talent. And these people at the top of their game, how they were just born with the bodies that produced the quality in their dancing. And Interestingly, over my life, while I, as a younger person, also adopted that fixed mindset mentality to some degree, 
especially regarding the talent and success of others, I've definitely come to find that that was not the case, that even these dancers who had what seemed like the perfect bodies, if you read their stories and if you listen to their experiences, they did not feel that they had the perfect body. And they felt that they had to work insanely hard to be able to achieve the success and results that they did. So helping students to understand and see that even those that are at the top of the game struggled, that it was not easy, it was not handed to them, that it still requires fortitude and effort and you know, real thought behind their action, that will be, again, the word would be transformative in the practice that you would see inside of your classroom. So how can we nurture this growth mindset as teachers? Really, this starts with feedback. Instead of saying something like, that was perfect, try, I loved your effort, let's build on that. Let's continue in that direction. Encourage students to embrace their challenges, to learn from their mistakes, and to celebrate small victories. Helping them to see that it's more about the effort than it is about the product will be huge in how they perceive your corrections and how they can apply them. Just for a little practical tip in your next class, why don't you set a goal that focuses not on perfection, but on improvement in a specific area? Watch how this small shift can create a big impact. I know with me personally as a young dancer, and I'm sure I'll come back to my story so many times because it's really defined my entire life. But with me personally, I went for years wanting to quit dance, begging my mom to let me quit. And it really wasn't until, let's say like nine, eight or nine years into my dancing that I finally did just what I told you that you should do with your students. I set small goals for improvement in specific areas and learned through that process that I could achieve the greatest results if I was willing to put in that effort and that work just for these small goals, knowing that with enough small goals, I would eventually reach some mastery of the art. But it's also important that students know that no one's ever going to be perfect. And even those that we think are perfect are not perfect. So it's important to just enjoy the process and enjoy the learning and to really work on not comparing themselves with others so much as themselves. As long as you can be better tomorrow than you are today, you are making progress and you're doing exactly what you need to be doing. Adopting a growth mindset in ballet, a discipline that's steeped in tradition and perfectionism, it just makes all this not easy. But for any of us that are in dance, we know that the rewards are immense. Our students will become more resilient. They'll be able to experiment a little more freely. They won't be as embarrassed. And ultimately, this will make them into more expressive artists. Adopting a growth mindset in ballet isn't just theory. It has real, tangible benefits. Students with a growth mindset are less afraid of making mistakes therefore more willing to push their boundaries. It's not just good for their technique, it's vital for their development as artists and human beings in today's world. Just consider what it would mean for your students. 
would the energy be different in your studio if they were ready and able to approach any challenge with enthusiasm versus perceived and anticipatory defeat? If these students were willing to make mistakes and learn from them, how much quicker would they progress in class? Could you see that mentality transferring to other parts of their lives beneficially? I'm gonna share a story with you about a student who embodied this. So I had a student who, she was one of my very first students many years ago. And she, to me, exemplified a lot of the qualities that I would want in a dancer. But she also, to some degree, didn't. Uh, just as an example, she had a lot of energy. And I was honestly just mind blown by her level of energy that she could transmit through movement in part because I really struggled with that as a young dancer. So she had all this energy and she had very long, lovely lines, but she kind of had a little bit of that fixed mindset mentality, specifically in regards to certain parts of her technique where she struggled. So she had just on one leg, a sickled foot that it felt like it was impossible to get rid of this thing. <laughs> And I would work with her to no end on it. I would comment on, on it every single class we'd have. I'd be like, your foot, you're sickling, you know, fix it, lift your pinky toe. And this student was determined to just accept that that's how she was going to dance, that it couldn't be fixed. And in my mind, all I could see was that her right ankle was not sickled. So her left ankle should be fixable. There's no excuse. It can't be something that's just a physiological uh, formation that's determined her alignment for the rest of her dance career. I just couldn't see that being the truth. So I persisted and I continued to tell this student, you've got to fix it. You have to find strategies. You have to find ways to work this out. And I would give her suggestions on things that she could do. At that time, I had taken a Pilates certification course. So I became a little bit more aware of, you know, anatomically what needed to happen in order to fix this. So I would kind of help her develop these strategies. And like I said, she really did have a very fixed mindset. And part of the problem with that was she did not love ballet. She came from a competition studio. So in her mind, ballet was just something boring, something she had to take, completely uninteresting, served no purpose in her mind other than just helping her get through her competitions. So when I was trying to push her and challenge her with this, she was just like, no, sorry, I'm trying, but it's just not working. And eventually she started to see the benefits of ballet beyond just what it offered for her competition work. She started to actually value it. And in seeing that value, it kind of drove her attitude towards improving as much as she could. So she actually started pushing herself in the ballet class and the improvement was phenomenal. And it's awesome to see that happen in students and to see the growth that takes place she did eventually get control over her sickle. Um, it's still a struggle. Like I've taught her private classes not too long ago and 
She was saying it's still something she has to think about regularly, but she has effectively fixed the alignment issue in her ballet classes. So, or just in her dance in general, because you know, it can definitely transfer to other disciplines. But she was um, telling me about how she benefited from the ballet class that I taught because she started to see that it is a form of art and expression and that it's not just about the technique, but how the technique does play into that and how that really helped her with all of her art work in dance and trying to see it as more of an artist. And she actually is dancing professionally today. So definitely a success story in my mind. And she's been through a lot. She went to college for dance and it was very trying for her, but she persevered. She got through it, some very tough things. And I do think a lot of it has to do with her development of that growth mindset. So let's get practical. How do we make this part of our everyday teaching? One way is gonna be again through goal setting. Encourage your students to set personal goals for each class, focusing for that class on the learning process, not just the outcome or the product. Start each class with this mindset moment. Ask your students to share something they struggled with last time and how they plan to approach it today. This small ritual can shift the whole atmosphere of your class. Another approach is to create an environment where questions and curiosities are welcome. This will help to foster a love for learning that goes beyond just mastering steps. It'll help them to develop a forever approach to embracing challenges in the world beyond ballet, which I mentioned in the last episode, I think is one of the most important qualities that we have as ballet teachers is to help these kids develop this growth mindset that is very resilient and can embrace challenges. Another tip, celebrate small wins. Did a student finally understand the mechanics of a certain step? Celebrate it. It shows progress, no matter how small it's valuable. Maybe even trying to come up with some way of helping students to express their failures in a way that's more positive, right? So trying to develop a framework where students can discuss with you or with the class what they feel they were failing at and what that really means, how that will help them to see an improved way of doing it next time, therefore framing it as not necessarily a failure, but a success in terms of learning. So as we wrap it up, I want you to remember cultivating a growth mindset in ballet isn't about lowering your standards. It's about creating a path for dancers to reach the high standards that we want for them in a healthy, sustainable, and joyful way. I encourage you to reflect on your own mindset. How does it shape your teaching or your practice? What one change can you make to foster a more growth-oriented environment? How can you effectively model for your students the growth mindset so they can see the benefits firsthand? Thanks for joining me today. Share this discussion with your fellow dancers and educators if you found any of it enlightening. Don't forget to subscribe for more insights into the beautiful world of ballet. Feel free to send me a message and let me know your personal stories with this. I would love to hear them. And yeah, subscribe. Get first word on next week's episode. I would love to see you there. Until then, keep dancing, keep growing, and let's cultivate a world in ballet where everyone has the opportunity to flourish. This is Heather signing off from Ballet Class Revolution.